Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science DC Comics Secret Origins Podcast. This is episode eight, where we'll be talking about the first appearance of Aquaman from More Fun Comics 73. But before we get into that, let me tell you where you can find us. Go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. If you follow us, we'll follow you right on back. 100% follow back policy, because that's a nice thing to do. I think we all should do that. Uh, because let's see what we're all doing, not just be pretentious and say, you follow me and I don't care what you're doing. I don't like that. Also, go over to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where you can find reviews for most of the books each week that come out from DC Comics. They all come out on Tuesday now. Uh, it seems weird to say now because it's been a while, but yes, Tuesday is when the comics come out. That's when the reviews hit also go over to our patreon patreon.com slash weird science where you can get a ton of shows while you also support us for what we're doing here and on the patreon so it's kind of a win-win i'd love to say but you know you can decide that yourself and how you can decide it is go over to the patreon sign up you won't be charged right away in fact you won't be charged unless you carry over into the next month that would be october as we're recording this here so if you quit before october you'll never be charged but at least you gave it a shot now like i said this secret origins podcast is going to be the first appearance of aquaman and who would have thought that aquaman comes about to not only stop nazis from killing people but also enter a battle of one-liners and and trash talk who would have thunk it i mean really also in this you also, I think, get the first appearance in DC Comics of both Colonel Clink okay. and maybe Sergeant Schultz, right? I think that that's what's going on here. But it's a fun issue. It's a really good issue as well. So let's get into that right now. And as I said, the first appearance of Aquaman was from More Fun Comics number 73 from back in November of 1941. A little thing called World War II going on at that point, if you're not aware. And that is something that is important to the story. It is a story that is called The Submarine Strikes, written by Mort Weisinger and art by Paul Norris. Now, with all of that, like I said, World War II going on, and this is pretty much a story Aquaman battles Nazis. Now, they're not really named. You don't say like, hey, the Germans or all those Nazis. But they're Nazis. They all have swastikas on the whole deal. They're they're coming and using U-boats to sink ships. And what I think that's cool about this is that this first appearance of Aquaman, he is a grown man at the point where he's first revealed. But it plays off the idea that all this time he's been underwater in Atlantis. And now the crap has hit the fan above. The Nazis are causing all these problems. The Japanese, all of this. Everybody's at war. And this does end up by the end here with the German U-boat seemingly forcing the hand of Aquaman to reveal himself. And I think that it doesn't play out that way on the page. It's not sa- – but I think it is. I think the idea – because if you're not aware, the German U-boats were just awful. They were terrible. I mean they were terrorizing the seas. People were upset and they were sinking – you know, not just military targets and things like that. They were just popping up. They'd sink a ship. They'd go underwater and they're gone. And I think that at a point, if you are hearing the news about this or you're involved, you might sit there and think, oh, man, I wish that there was like some 
underwater sea god that can come and stop these Germans because they deserve to be stopped and all that. And the the story plays into that. I, I think that it's a really cool idea where, again, Aquaman comes up. He doesn't know a war's going on per se. He doesn't know good, bad, or indifferent, whatnot. But the Nazis are so bad immediately that he knows that they must be the evil that he has to stop. And it works out. I think that it's really cool. In the first page where you usually have, you know, a first credits page type deal that is not part of the story necessarily, but giving you kind of a synopsis in art form of it. You end up having the Nazis shooting at Aquaman, who has a lady. Later, it's revealed that she's carrying a baby. At this point, it looks like she's carrying last week's laundry. You know, some people might, sometimes I think of my kids as that. I, you know, I'm an awful man. But you end up where, you know, they're shooting this gun and he's deflected this missile off of them. But in the background, it's a very busy page. It's really cool in the background. While you also have, you know, smoke billowing from a sinking ship. You also have lightning. I mean, things are going wrong here. But what ends up happening after a cool narration that says, many have heard the legend of Aquaman. But who will believe so strange a tale? Most amazing of all the secrets of the sea uh, is the story of Aquaman, who, like a water god of old, dwells in the dim unknown depths of the ocean, leaping forth to do battle with the evils and injustices of the world we know. And I'll stop right there for a second and talk about the idea. Okay, a lot of people, and this is now... Not a thing, but you'll still hear it. Non-comic fans, everybody wants to joke around that Aquaman's a joke. Aquaman, oh, he's always a joke. He's a joke. Oh, my God. And then it's people in the know will start like, oh, well, in the Super Friends, he was a joke. And, you know, Bella, not to me. I never thought he was a joke. Not once. And that was one of the things that I liked the concept that people were taking him. You know, more seriously, when, say, Jeff John started the New 52 series in 2011, but it would still it would grind my gears a bit because I always thought, well, when was he a joke? And, and the thing is, as a kid, I would watch tons of Super Friends, things like that. Not one time did I think, oh, look at that. Look at that Uncle Man. He's a joke. You know why? Because he could breathe underwater. And I still think that's one of the coolest things that you could ever have. That's I love the idea. I used to pretend. That I was Aquaman anytime I'd go swimming because it's awesome. Never once did I think he was a joke. And in this, he's no joke. I mean, he's taking down Nazis for crying out loud. But what the Nazis end up doing to pretty much, you know, cause all this problem and to cause Aquaman to need to expose himself here is that they're sinking a refugee ship. And when they do this, the captain's getting everybody off the ship in the lifeboats where it almost becomes one lifeboat. But when and while the Nazis are watching they're through binoculars, okay, do we sink the ship? And the captain, who is in the lifeboat with everybody, makes sure everybody gets off first. Then he gets in. He starts shaking his fist at the German U-boat. You jerks, you cowards, you ended up sinking a ship full of refugees and hospital workers. Well, now we have the Germans on the U-boat go, oh, no, refugees and hospital workers. Well. They must not live to tell the paper, papers this story. What would it have been different if it was anybody else? I, I, aren't you still going to kill the people who are the ship you sank? Also, 
they're, they're sinking the ship as a way of just, all right, we sunk it, victory. And now they're like, oh, my God, we better kill them only because the captain shook his fist and, oh, we better do that. It's very odd. And they shoot at that lifeboat. Well, while that's going on, all of a sudden, the woman who does have a baby yells out, oh, my God, there's a hand coming up from the sea. It is Aquaman who grabs the boat, swings it around in the air. I think half the people had to have fallen overboard, at least half, but they didn't. I guess he's got a gentle touch, but he also gets the boat away from this new shot and they survive. Now, while the Germans are going to probably fire back, don't think they're going to give up just yet here of trying to get rid of the refugees and hospital workers. Aquaman dives into the water and goes after them. He swims up to the U-boat. Now, with that, too, you're going to get a lot of things at the beginning of this that remind me of the time travel trope, where you end up somebody from the medieval times, time travels to, say, New York City 2021. He's always going to pop out and go, what's with these horseless carriages? And then at some point, somebody's going to invite him into their house. Why are there people in this small box? That's a TV. Jim, the time traveler, I don't like it, right? Don't take a picture of me. You'll steal my soul and stuff like that. With Aquaman, it's like, I don't know what this big metal fish is doing with it. You know, it's kind of goofy, Uh, but he jumps up. At least he knows to jump up and, and punch Nazis. With that, though, World War II, like I said, already going on. A lot of trouble in the world. Aquaman starting his own war. The war of we we heard Tom King and the Batman the war of jokes and riddles. This is the war of puns and, and trash talk one liners because he ends up and and Uncle Man does win this war as well. But he jumps up and kicks a Nazi over the side of the U boat while he says, "See the sea, my friend." It's not great, but it started it right. You know, the first shot that starts a word doesn't necessarily have to be the best shot. It's just a shot. And really, with this whole deal, it is a shot across the bow. I'm going to get involved, right? Well, you end up having the Nazis. Oh, my God. This guy, he's got a big foot and a sharp tongue. Let's get the hell out of here. And they jump into the U-boat and they, they submerge. So with that, Aquaman jumps in the water and yells. And I'll make my other jokes. He does this on porpoise right because he gets a hold of these porpoises and says we can't go after these nazis right away we have to make sure these refugees and hospital workers the people from the down liner they have to get to land let's do that and they do they end up helping aquaman get this lifeboat up i'm guessing that the idea is they probably could have done it themselves but these porpoises kind of you know they're quicker so they do that and everybody gets off. They're all thinking, Uncle Man, I mean, you saved them all. The captain comes up and says, thank you. Who are you? I mean, you're just kind of funky. What's going on? What's your deal? And Uncle Man's like, well, I know that I'm supposed to go get Nazis in the U-boat, but hey, I got plenty of time to tell you a, a, a story. And here it goes. And he says, there's no harm in telling you. The story must start with my father, a famous undersea explorer. If I spoke his name, you would recognize it. The only name that I could ever think. Jacques Cousteau's your dad? Holy crap. Even though, is that too dated? It better not be. It is dated, but it shouldn't be too dated. And he says, my mom died when I was a baby. 
and he turned to his work of solving the ocean secrets. So what you get here is the idea that mother and father of Aquaman, everything's going great. You know, there they are, maybe running a lighthouse, as we see later, whatnot, whatever. But he's an ocean explorer, and he's kind of like, I don't know about this. I like ocean exploring. You can't really do it with a wife and a kid. The wife dies, and he's like, well, the kid can't really talk back, so let's get to it, and takes Aquaman down to Atlantis with him. Now, underwater in Atlantis, he looks a lot like Jack LaLanne to me. Or or maybe like, you know, one of those 50s tough guy type deals, but he also has scuba equipment. And you see right away that Aquaman is a young kid. He doesn't have any scuba equipment. Now, we're not going to play the idea yet of, hey, my mom, she was a queen of Atlantis, nothing like that. What you end up happening is that Aquaman's dad makes an airtight room in Atlantis. They find Atlantis and they make an air. Now, with that, how's the air getting there? I think that he's going to suffocate within a day. Not even a day. Hours, minutes. Um, and then he starts reading his book. This this is Aquaman's father. He starts, he's in the Atlantean library. He doesn't have to check anything out. I mean, Atlantis at this point's dead, right? So he's just reading. He's, oh, look at this. This book's called How to Breathe Underwater. Huh, I, I don't think I'll read it, but I will. But I'll teach my son. At one point, Aquaman learns everything there is to do about Atlantis and how to live under the sea, why doesn't his father learn this? His father seemingly is teaching him, but still has the scuba equipment. And then names him. You end up, my son is a true dweller of the deep. His name shall be Aquaman. Did he have a name before that? Are you changing it? Is this a nickname? Because everybody I see that spells this out is saying that at this point, Aquaman's name is Aquaman. Maybe it was one of those things. I get the idea that he was not a real hands-on dad. And so he would go explore the sea, and his wife, Aquaman's mom, would take care of him. I don't think he ever learned his name. I think that that's a play of like, hey, Dad, what's my name? Oh, your name? Well, you're pretty good under the sea, son, so I'm going to call you Aquaman. He's like, no, 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 I mean my name. I I love you, Daddy. He's like, oh, well, son, I don't know. Aquaman it is. Well, at that point, Stories just get going, right? You're like, all right. Aquaman seemingly comes into a, a part where he's like, oh, God, I, I didn't realize I'm telling the story. My dad died then. The end. I'm out of here. The captain's like, wait a second. The story is like, no, no, my dad died. I'm out. Then with that, and I said earlier, the idea that you're not going to name the Nazis. You're not even going to say anything about Germany. You're also not even going to find out. Where this ocean liner, this captain and all these people were from could be British. It could be anything because he says, stop my country and my people. We want to reward you. And Aquaman pretty much says, you know, no, thanks. I don't need a reward. Adventuring is my reward. And then jumps into the sea and then says to the porpoise that's waiting for him. Hey, you guys figure out where these Nazis are? All right, let's go get them. And they go off. So we go up to the Nazis that are on a secret island where they have docked the U-boat, an island that seemingly has one building that's just to, to house munitions, but we'll get to that. And the captain of the U-boat comes and talks to his commander and says, hey, you got crazy stuff. I mean, you won't, you won't even believe what happened. We ended up, you know, 
shooting in and sinking this refugee boat. The Nazi seems very happy about that, the commander. And then he's like, well, what else? Did you kill the people? Well, we couldn't. This crazy guy jumped out of the sea and he was punching people. And he was he had really, you know, cool puns and stuff. And this commander's like, you're not supposed to drink while you're driving the U-boats. I told you this before, Schultz. I mean, how many times do I have to tell you that we can't have drunken U-boat commanders? I mean, really? But that was a pretty cool story. I mean, I'll let you go this time, but please stop drinking. Well, out of nowhere, then Popeye shows up. Oh, my God. Look at that. There's a man coming out of the water. Not really. What's happening at this point is, is Aquaman is getting close to the island while riding a porpoise like it's a ski-doo. Pretty cool, right? This is the things where people would say this is a joke. No, I'm telling you, when he's riding two dolphins like skis, that's not a joke to me. That's awesome. That is so cool. I don't know why people think he's a joke. Also, I have to mention that I think these Germans are really, really into the monocles. Every German that shows up, each of them has a monocle on. I mean, really, the stock on monocles in Germany at this point was through the roof. So you end up where Uncle Ben's coming in on the ski do purpose, and you end up where the Germans just open fire. Kill that guy. Get him. He dives into the water, goes under, and goes to the U-boat and beats the crap out of the U-boat. So it sinks. Now the Germans are real ticked off. Oh, my God, my U-boat. What's going to happen? We have to report this. Now we're stuck on the island. We need a way out. And then Aquaman jumps up onto the dock and says, you ain't calling nobody. You're never going to report to anybody again. And hey, by the way, you guys are cowards and jerks, and I'm going to beat the crap out of you. And it's not going to be, you know, refugees and hospital workers this time. It's going to be me. And he goes to fight them. Suddenly, they're about 100 yards away. These guys should be signed to the NFL immediately. Maybe not. They're Nazis. But they end up, they're so far away within a second, and they run into a building that says Arsenal. It's a munitions depot here on the island, seemingly the only building there. Aquaman, he doesn't understand things. He runs up to this building, and, and luckily for the Nazis, they went in the front door and closed it. Seems to confuse Aquaman who almost looks like he's just knocking now and saying, hey, guys, let me in. Come on. He's like, come out, you sewer rats. Come on. Knock, knock. Well, one of the Germans went in and went up to the second floor. There's a window right above the door. Aquaman's knocking. The Germans end up figuring out, let's home alone this thing. And they end up dropping a hammer out the window onto Aquaman's head while they say, Heads you lose. <laughs> Heads you lose. All right. Well, there you go. We're, we're, we're getting there, right? Uh, he gets knocked down. He is now in the concussion protocol. They put him in the tent. He's not returning for the second half. When he ends up waking up, he's tied up, and the Germans are talking crap. Hey, look at you. Look at you, you, you sea freak. You can't do anything now that you're tied up, right? And then the other German goes, hey. Uh, it's a pity we're not going to learn his origin story. I'm like, yeah, get a hold of that captain. It wasn't much of one anyway. Now, with that, the Germans actually do get to one knee, and they're going to figure out, what do we do here? Okay. Now, the way that they're playing this out is almost as if we now have a true crime thing going, that they are trying to 
hide any evidence of killing the Aquaman. You know, the Aquaman that nobody knows about. Also, it's the middle of World War II, and the Nazis just pretty much tried to kill refugees and hospital workers. But yet, they're not just going to kill Aquaman. They probably have guns. They're sitting in a giant bunch of, there's grenades. Grenades just in chests that say grenade all around. But yet they decide at the end, and they do legitimately have guns because they had them earlier anyway. The idea is, okay, should we shoot them? Nah. I mean, should we like slice them? No, no. Should we just like throw them in the bunch of grenades and blow them up? No. You know what I think we should do with this guy? Let's throw him in the ocean. You know, you know, the place that he seemingly just jumps out of and lives in. That'd be cool, right? We'll get him there. I, and if it's going to be a deal, you would think that what they're doing is trying to make it ironic. Oh, the Aquaman who died in the water. And I guess nobody ever claimed the Nazis were the smartest people around. But yeah, th- this is ridiculous. Now they go and they take a boat out. Aquaman... He's tied up by rope, but also has giant weights and chains on his legs. And as they go and throw him into the water, as they are giggling, the one Nazi just out of nowhere says, how deep is the ocean? I I, I don't know. I don't know where you are. And that's pretty, you know, you got to be a little more specific there, Nazi, but just odd there. And then the other yells, happy landing. (laughs) <laughs> Again, what is it? They throw him overboard and he sinks. He sinks down into a, and this is the craziest thing too. They end up throwing him overboard and he sinks down into a dormant volcano. Now you, you have this. I don't know why exactly it had to be that, but at this point, it is a really deep part of the ocean. And in a cool thing, and I think that this plays out pretty well, the water pressure is too It's too much. Aquaman can't move a lot, so that means he can't break out of the bonds because normally he'd be able to break rope, I mean, and then get rid of these chains. But he can't, so what he has to do is shimmy over because he recognizes that there is a plant, you know, a rare sub-ocean plant that if you hit it, it will release an inky-like liquid. Just like a squid, they say that. Now, with that, they they go with the idea, and I, I mean, we better be a little more woke, because how they spell it out back in the day is, he has to go over and molest the plant. I'm like, oh, well, whatever you got to do, you got to do. Uh, but he ends up kicking it, and this liquid goes up. And again, when you're going with, oh, Aquaman's a joke, he talks to fish and things like that. Um, this is as a, it's a smart way to put in something of the ocean. You know, I don't know what this is and if it's even real, but I like the idea that this plan is something Aquaman recognizes, uses, and then alerts the porpoises that come over, grab him, take him up into more shallow water where he can break free himself. That's pretty cool. And then says, you know what? It's like the back and forth. He's like, now I'm going to get them Nazis. So he ends up swimming. And as the Nazis are just laughing it up. Oh, my God, that guy must be fish bait by now. Hey, nobody can stop us Nazis, right? You have Aquaman jump up on the dock again and sneaks up behind him and clocks the one guy, an uppercut that I believe he kills him. This guy just goes down. Also, he's probably at least knocked out and probably falls into the ocean. He's dead. Well, you end up having the other guy run into the, you know, the armory, the arsenal, 
and goes to that open toy box full of grenades where we all had this right especially back in the day 1941 you couldn't go anywhere without falling into a box of grenades and he grabs the grenade and then yells you haven't won yet you walking fish and throws it at aquaman aquaman ends up making a leaping catch it's almost like an Odell Beckham, like one-hander. He grabs it, and then he doesn't know what this grenade is, but he says, I don't know what this is, but I throw it back to you, and throws it back to the Nazi, who pretty much, as the whole place blows up, probably yells that, and he's dead. I mean, at the point where this, you know, munitions barn goes up, everything else blows up, and this Nazi loses his shoes, his hat, and his life. He ends up a million feet in the air he's dead and then aquaman's like my job's done and he ends up diving into the ocean as he says the submarine is sunk the supply of weapons destroyed the leader of murder dead i like that i like the way that he describes that hey you're a leader of murder uh so ends one labor of aquaman but there is much to do in this perilous upper world So he's spelling it out like oh man I'm going to have to come back to this place a lot I mean things are I guess it would be a little more peaceful In Atlantis when uh, this Atlantis is just him It's easy to be peaceful When you're one guy right What, what are you going to have you know some squid Come and complain or something You know some whale I don't know but he ends up where At the end I love it too because the end Panel is him waving to us goodbye. I mean, legitimately, he's waving at us, and it says, yeah, there is much to do, yes. And Aquaman, sovereign of the sea, accepts the challenge of evil. From his lair in the deep, he rises to face new danger and win new triumphs, and then says, don't miss the new exploits of Aquaman coming soon and more fun comics. It's awesome. I love Aquaman, and this is just... It, it, it's weird to say it's fun because it's pretty much, you know, him beating the crap out of Nazis, but isn't that fun? Nazis are like... Pretty much at one point are pretty much bumbling as much as Schultz and Colonel Clink. So, yeah, I could get with it, right? But you end up where, yeah, we'll continue, obviously. And it, I really like it. I think that everybody should check this out with that. And that's it. I hope everybody enjoyed yet another episode of the Secret Origins podcast. Again, that'll be every Friday night into Saturday. And if you're not aware, uh, on the feed, I just started another show that is the best DC Comics show And that's just talking about some of the best DC Comics It's just something to keep everybody Enthused and positive And stuff like that because We still end up having our weekly review show Me and Eric And I even explained it in the first episode Of that best DC Comics podcast It's a crapshoot We don't know if things We can only be honest about it And sometimes though if things aren't hitting You know it gets a little down And it, it gets me kind of sad So these things are to reset the batteries And I like doing these. I like getting these first appearances and origins, especially uh, because a lot of times they are so much different than what we know or what we expect. So this one's pretty much, you know, there. You just don't have all the info yet. But with that, please go to the Twitters and follow us at Weird Science DC. You follow us, we'll follow you back 100%. Also go to our website each week where we do reviews of most of the books that come out, weirdsciencedccomics.com. And then go to our Patreon, where you can get a bunch of shows, including a lot like this, patreon.com slash weird science. Also, I don't mention this a lot, but I I started to a little, and and some people are responding to it. If you can't do anything else, you know, could you please go and rate and review the show? Again, 
my whole thing, and my wife listens to a lot of podcasts, listens to a lot of true crime podcasts. So I'm there doing my notes and things for my stuff. And I hear these people on the shows and they're like, go over and give us a five star review. I'm never going to say that. I want you to review it honestly. As I said, I try to do with the comics themselves. You know, just be honest. And, and if you are going to, you know, rip us apart, <laughs> if you're going to say that, you, like, please make it something constructive so that I can change some things to make the show better. And then we'll all win there, except we'll be there with a the one star review, which would upset me, but still. But yeah, if you can rate and review the show, that'd be awesome. Also, if you didn't know, we also have the Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast and the Weird Science Manga podcast that you can all check out as well all these show notes all there so everybody that's it thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed it and i will talk to you next week okay.